What's going on? I felt like I had to make a podcast about this. When I saw this interview on CNBC, I said to myself, wow, this really is the divide. This is the divide between people who want individual freedom and liberty and people who truly believe that big brother government or a government regulator can make things right. Uh, wow. I, 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 as I'm watching it, I said, I have to talk about this. And so here it is. I hope you enjoy the episode. Folks, I think we found the voice of a reason. And his name is Chamath Polyhepatia. Here's his interview with CNBC. And this dude, Scott, on CNBC. And thank the Lord that Chamath just buries this dude. This dude, let's let's just listen in. A lot of well-known names weighing in and, and buying in, too, and that includes our next guest. He tweeted on Tuesday that he'd gone long through call options. Chamath Palihapitiya is the CEO of Social Capital. He joins us now on the phone. Chamath, thank you for being here. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you tweeted yesterday that you bought $115 calls in GameStop can you tell me what your position is as of this very moment? Yeah. Um, can I can I uh, tell you a little story before all of that or no? Why don't you tell me that first and then we'll go from there. <clears throat> so this morning I woke up after spending all time, <clears throat> all last night in Wall Street bets, reading about all of this stuff. Um, <clears throat> I ended up closing up my position this morning and I wanted to announce that I'm taking all the profits that I made plus my original position. So I'm going to take $500,000. And I'm going to donate to the Barstool Fund for small businesses. Um, but I really want to tell you, beyond the 500 grand um, donation or the the money that I invested, which was you know not a huge amount in the grand scheme of that stock or the entire market, what I learned because I think what I learned over the last couple of days is important for everybody um, that's watching CNBC. And that is. I think that what you're seeing is um, essentially a pushback against the establishment in a really important way. You have a lot of people, and I would encourage anybody who is dismissive of this thing to go into Wall Street Bets and actually just read the forums. And I think that you're going to see three kinds of posts. The first kind of content are a lot of people doing some incredible fundamental diligence on companies trying to think about long-term value. And in my opinion, many of them are doing as good and frankly, a better job than a lot of hedge fund analysts that I work with. That's number one. The second are a lot of people who believe that, you know, coming out of 2008, what happened was Wall Street took an enormous amount of risk and they left retail as the bag holder. And a lot of these kids were in grade school and high school when that happened, they lost their homes, their parents lost their jobs. And they've always wondered, like, why did those folks get bailed out for taking enormous amounts of risk and nobody helped and showed up to help my family? And then the third thing is a realization that instead of having idea dinners or, you know, quiet, whispered conversations amongst hedge funds in the Hamptons, these kids have the courage to do it transparently in a forum. And I'm not saying all of it is perfect by any means. But I think it takes um, an enormous amount of faith in the system to be that transparent, to talk about things, and then for each individual to make their own mind up and to do things, whether it's to buy and to sell. And I think that 
what it proves is this retail phenomenon is here to stay. There are 2.7 million people inside of Wall Street bets. Um, I think that they are as important as any hedge fund or collection of hedge funds. And I think the most important thing is that in a world of zero interest rates and quantitative easing, I don't know how you can run a typical hedge fund strategy and make money anymore. Because, for example, when you looked at GameStop, you know, a normal person would say, how can you have 136% short interest? How can you be short 40% more shares than actually exist in the world? To a normal person, that doesn't make any sense. But to a Wall Street mathematician, that's the game that has been played for years. And that game came undone. Well, I and mean, so that, I that, think that, may be a, that, that may be somewhat of, a, of an extreme example. L let me just go through a couple of things you, you said here. Um, Wait, are you telling me that doesn't happen every day? What extreme example? That's what hedge funds do. That's what they do. But yeah, the undoing, coming undone, is a bit of an extreme example. I have a hard time believing. I mean, you suggested that there's, you know, a good amount of fundamental research going on underneath the GameStop Reddit situation. Do, do you truly believe that, that there's actual you fundamental know, I, research? I, Not this is where Scott just gets Scott lays out his position right here at the very beginning. I have a hard time believing. Yeah, you, of course you do. He can't. He doesn't believe in the retail trader he doesn't believe a retail investor can actually can actually do this research he doesn't believe it disparage in any way that the people who are actually making but these you, trades you, but you this are. seems to be momentum rather than no, a deep come, fundamental okay. analysis scott there's momentum analysis. in traditional hedge funds and how they move stocks as well but it's really disparaging if you, the starting position is these guys can't do the same quality of research as an analyst in a fund that's just not true. I didn't say they that. All, they I didn't say, all I didn't say they can't do that kind of research. I'm questioning whether they're actually doing the research when it comes to things like GameStop and there, AMC there, and, and some of these uh, other things. There's a distribution. And obviously at one end, there are fundamental analysts. But on the other end, there are momentum traders that follow trends. But by the way, the dirty little secret of Wall Street is that exists in hedge fund land. The reason why this GameStop trade has caused so much pain is because at the top of the pecking order was Melvin Capital. Those guys were incredible stock pickers. They are incredible fundamental modelers of companies. Okay, the, Gabe Plotkin is one of the sort of giants of our era, of my era, right? But at the end of the day, what happens is, irrespective of what he puts on, his trades are mimicked and copied by umpteen other hedge funds that follow along. For every LP that can't get into Melvin, they get into a copycat fund that works basically like Melvin. And so when the trade goes against them, then it goes against all these people all at the same time. So the reality is there are fundamental momentum investors in the market that are organized capital, i.e. hedge funds, and disorganized, loosely affiliated capital, i.e. Wall Street bets. And I think what you're seeing is the push and pull of that, and the realization should be that if every person was forced to publish their fundamental research, it would be hard to distinguish the best version of research from Wall Street bets and the best version of research from a hedge fund. They don't have an edge. And this is what you're exposing, is that that edge is gone. And now all of a sudden, 
you know, retail can be on the same footing and they don't have to be the bag holder to Wall Street. But, but let me, let me ask you this. I mean, but, 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 but somebody from retail um, is going to eventually be the, to use your words, bag holder in this situation. Are, are they not? And do you think it... This is the fucking... That he believes retail isn't always the bag holder. When is retail not the bag holder? And this one time, retail actually made... The hedge fund, the bag holder, and you'll see how this dude just wants to shut it all down. Get the regulators involved. Get the regulators involved. That's what he wants. It's responsible for you and some other big names who tweeted about it yesterday and to get involved yourself, knowing that you guys are considered the Pied Pipers, that people are going to follow you into these trades and someone is ultimately going to get hurt after you and others are long gone, Chamath. Dude, where was that message in 2008, Scott? Really? I mean, that's a joke. For example, let's look at Tesla. Who was right on Tesla? I'll tell you who was right. Every... Dude, Chamath is... Chamath is the, is the voice of reason. Thank God somebody, somebody is sharp enough and bright enough like Chamath is right here to say the truth and man just to say it right off the top of his head it's a fucking genius this dude single retail investor i was right elon musk was right let me tell you who was wrong every single hedge fund name after name when it comes to innovation when it comes to growth when it comes to people trying to do fundamentally useful things in the world if it doesn't fit into the mold that wall street wants they try to organize against it and there has been pushback after pushback after pushback in individual names. And this is yet another form of pushback. And all I'm trying to say is the mechanics of how Wall Street has worked. And again, I wish you would ask this detailed question. Why is it allowed for somebody running a hedge fund to basically claim that they are market neutral, but be levered up? They take a $10 billion fund and their prime brokers allow them to run $100 billion of notional experience, uh, of notional exposure. Who thinks that that's fair? It's not fair to the retail investor, because when that blows up and a $100 billion hole exists in a fund, which, by the way, this is exactly what happened in 2008, the government bails them out. Who is the government? All of us. So, you know, retail has been the bag holder before. Retail hasn't caused these things before. Hedge funds have caused these things before. So if you're going to talk about taking the gun away from the baby, let's make sure we figure out who the baby is. Yeah, do, do you think that you... That's right, man. Boy, right as rain. Helped fan the flames and others like you, uh, whether it's, you know, one of the Winklevi brothers tweeting about it, Elon Musk tweeting about it, that it's, it's, it's ultimately driving this stock up well beyond what the fundamentals say that it should be. I mean, I don't think you think, and you tell me. What do the fundamentals say? What about the fundamentals? The fundamentals. Dude, who the fuck is trading on fundamentals these days? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Funds are closing down. Fundamental. The people who are focusing on fundamentals are fucked. And to think that we're going to limit what people can do based on fundamentals. Get the fuck out of here. Do you think that GameStop is, is worth $350 a share? What I can tell you is that when I put that position on, $125,000 position, I used it to acquire knowledge and learning. And what I was trying to figure out is how these positions move in the modern trading era. 
And what I can tell you is, up until that point, the setup made no mathematical sense. How do you be short 140% of a company's shares? That wasn't retail. Well, maybe, that, maybe that's funds. a question for, for regulators, that, that maybe the whole, the, the way that that's allowed to happen needs to be, be examined. But I'll tell, you how it's, I'll tell you how it's allowed to happen. It's allowed to happen so that hedge funds can charge 2 and 20 to their limited partners, independent of consequences. I'll tell you another way that it's allowed to happen. Hedge funds are allowed to take their money, go to a prime broker, and all of a sudden get 10x multiplication on that money. That's the problem. You have trillions of dollars of notional being traded by these organizations. You have maybe billions of dollars being traded by retail. I want to get back to the issue at hand, which I don't feel like you. But wait, the issue at hand, dude, you're missing the whole issue at hand. The fucking hedge funds were able to short 140% of a stock. What the fuck? You want to fucking talk to regulars? Have regulators look at that. It's it. That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. And retail for the first time, maybe ever fucking exposed it for the first time fucking ever exposed the fucking fraud that's taking place where you can fucking short more than an entire company get the hell out of here look a little about the look, you're missing the point no that is the point dummy this idea of you know somebody's gonna get hurt you sound like you're an advocate for the for the <laughs> little the guy so to speak somebody's gonna get hurt no shit they just got hurt dude they got hurt <laughs> somebody's gonna get hurt right um but yet by getting involved, why did you get involved in the first place? I mean, you said that to I, get yeah, information. I mean, you wanted to make money on the trade. Come on, right? You wanted I, to make wanted money. To move the needle, I need to strap on hundreds of millions of dollars. So I wanted to learn. Why did I want to learn? When I saw that article in the Wall Street Journal, I had no idea about Melvin Capital, really. I had no idea about Wall Street bets, really. I had no idea about GameStop, except that it had been mentioned to me in a couple of tweets throughout the year. So I tweeted out after I read the article, hey, folks, tell me an interesting trade that I can put on tomorrow for a few hundred K so I can learn, basically. That, that tweet got 10 million impressions and 13,000 comments. And when I went through there, a lot of people pointed to GameStop and pointed to Wall Street Bets. And when I went in there and started to look around, what I thought is, my God, here is a dynamic about trading, about momentum, about stocks, about short interest, about gamma squeezes. These are not things that I know a lot about, and so I put in a small position to learn. And what I learned is that people can do fundamental research, come to a point of view that's diametrically opposed to organized capital, and they can be right. And I'm allowed to be on the right side of that. You know, it's not my job to go and defend a bunch of, you know, highly compensated hedge fund managers against losses. And just the fact that for one time those folks lost we can bellyache and cry on national television. To me, it's a joke. Well, I mean, I don't There's think a that... lot of kids. Hold on a second. There's a lot of kids and a lot of people on Wall Street bets who have made money to pay off their mortgage. I read about a post yesterday of a kid that was able to pay off his entire student loans and posted it. That's amazing progress. I don't even I'm not I'm not suggesting and, and I'm not trying to come off that way that I'm suggesting what what what's happened on Wall Street bets or 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 what these this cohort of traders is doing is is wrong it's not I don't, I don't think that there's much of a difference from and i know it's been mentioned on this network already today but the first thing i thought of in this situation was back to the herbalife episode where you had a fairly sizable group of well-known hedge fund managers 
decide to take the other side of Bill Ackman's trade. He was, of course, short. They all went long. They, sure, they made a fundamental case in their own mind, and whatever worked for them to have the conviction that they did to take that trade, um, part of it was undoubtedly trying to hurt the short, who was Bill Ackman at, at that time. Maybe some of them did it through uh, going to an idea dinner or whatever other forum, through personal phone calls or emails, and there was a large group of people so on just, one side of the trade. I don't you, think it's any different. I don't think you, it's you any just, different. You just, you, you just said it's not different. You're right. Idea dinners, idea dinners, that concept has existed for decades on Wall Street where people get together in closed rooms behind closed doors and usher around names of companies, and they coalesce and decide to cooperate together. The guys on Wall Street bets just do it in the public completely transparently. In my opinion, that takes a lot more courage because you could actually be wrong. Somebody can actually say, hey, listen, what you said made completely no sense whatsoever. Um, and so what is the difference? In my opinion, this is the modern-day instantiation of that dynamic, just writ large and at scale. The only thing I'm concerned about is that there are inevitably going to be people who get hurt. Who the fuck doesn't get hurt trading? If you trade stocks, you lose. Nobody wins all the time. Who? What government agency is going to come in, let me bet money on a stock or a company, and guarantee I don't lose? Who, Scott, who the fuck are you, dude? You're on CNBC every fucking day, and you don't know that people get fucking help, hold the bag and lose money? What the fuck? I can't even believe we're having this conversation. This is This is stupid. At this point in time, I mean, he is just, God damn, dude. Oh, the retail investors, dude, the retail investor loses all the fucking time. What are you talking about? Shamath, take him over the fucking. I'm not talking about hedge fund dude. managers. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people who follow people into the trade, who think that this stock is going to continue to go up because that's what they've been conditioned to think what, in the pandemic. What should we do? Because all stocks go up, do? apparently. What, what should we do? Not allow folks, here, here's what will happen if you basically, if you follow your logic, then you'll say, you know what, retail doesn't know what they're doing. I think you're wrong. Then, then the thing will be, retail shouldn't be allowed to participate in the stock market. I think you're wrong. And then you know what will happen, Scott? The inequality gap will grow and grow and grow. Because then if you, what are they supposed to do then? Buy an ETF, a passive fund? They can't buy into hedge funds because the rules don't allow them to. So now systematically Amen. what you've done is you entrench poverty. No, I mean, come that, that's taking it too far. This is just accentuating so those thoughts the that, that, that Wall Street's a casino and nothing more. That, that's what I, this I, is I, perpetuating. I don't, think so. I don't think so. I think this is an example of if you are going to so massively oversell a company to the extent that you're selling 40 more shares of that company that don't exist, and all of a sudden other folks are like, hey, wait a minute, this is going to get squeezed, and they buy it, that's just a smart trade. Retail saw it. Wall Street missed it, and they paid the price. So maybe to your point, Scott, what regulators should do is say, hey, wait a minute. How can we allow companies to be 140% short? That doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's what should happen. You, you think this, this, this overall situation is, is, is fine for, for the market? I'm also curious as to look. You, you have taken companies public um, through SPACs. Uh, at a rate that, that others ha have not. You're relying on the integrity of the stock market itself to be able to do what you do and be successful doing it. You don't think 
what we're witnessing now calls into question the integrity of the stock market that a lot of different stocks with seemingly no fundamental story behind them to this degree can see their stocks rise in this magnitude and all of that is just fine that there's nothing wrong with the integrity of the system if that is occurring the the lack of integrity in the system is the precursor that caused GameStop to be sold short 136% and for people to try to pile on and destroy a company in front of our eyes. That to me feels wrong. That feels pretty un-American if you ask me. I think GameStop is a reasonable business. You know, I think what they do is reasonable. And so the fact that they shouldn't be allowed to exist because all of a sudden, like, we decide that they should be in, obliterated into the ground. Well, they, they should be allowed to exist. To they, they should be allowed to exist at whatever their stock is should be valued at based on what their earnings are. And the stock was like... The free market... Based on what their earnings are. Who's going to decide that, Scott? Who's going to decide that? You? You? Maybe, maybe a government agency can do that, Scott. What the fuck is his? I know there's a big portion of our population that believe that. But the capitalist free market people understand that that system is fucking broken. That system got us to where we are. Shamat, thank God, is speaking about the way forward and out of this, which is transparency and the individual having control, not a fucking government institution. I've been telling you dollars not that long ago. Who says that? Who says that? Are you, do you want to make the same argument about Tesla? It's gone 10x in a few months. You don't know what it's worth. Let's be honest. Okay? You, and you, don't, you don't think that Tesla's growth prospects? Scott, I have... I have Scott, I have my own model for the company. I'm allowed to underwrite however I want to own it. Everybody that bought that stock is also underwriting how they want to own it. And the point is, just because you're wrong doesn't mean you get to change the rules, especially when, when you were wrong, you got bailed out the last time. That's not fair. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that, that these, these investors who were short the stock were necessarily wrong. I mean... <laughs> I still haven't heard you, I still haven't heard you tell me what the fundamental oh, case the is for GameStop at 350 or AMC theaters which are have been closed for months and months and months is is worth what the stock's trading at now or any number of these things the way that they're trading there there's no fundamental reason why they're there they're trading because there's this momentum cohort behind it whether it's on Reddit or Robinhood there was no fundamental reason why that those hedge funds shorted it 140%. Scott, there was no fundamental reason. They were trying to fucking bury the company and make fucking money doing it. It's that simple. And they got exposed and they got worked over and ran over the coals as you're getting worked over right now by Shamat. God bless you, Shamat. Wherever else. But why, but Scott, why, why is that all of a sudden so wrong to you, this kind of momentum trading? Because, for example, if you look under the hood on every quant strategy, organized, quantitative, strategic hedge funds on Wall Street, those things are all momentum shops. They trade day over day, massively levered, small swings. So basically what you're saying is, hey, if retail runs a momentum play to squeeze a short, that's wrong. But hey, if Renaissance Technologies and somebody else does it, that's okay. That's what you're saying. You may not know that that's what you're saying, 
but that's what you're saying. And to me, that feels very unfair. No, no. What, I, what, I, what I'm saying is someone's going to get screwed, okay? Someone's going to get screwed. And it's going to be the, one of the retail, it's going to be a retail investor who gets screwed because they think that this is the way the game works, that this is the new Wall Street. They're new to this game. Maybe they haven't been in the game that long. Not everybody, not trying to say that in any way, shape, or form, I but somebody's going to get hurt. I'm not talking about the billionaire with the big house in the Hamptons. I'm talking about the person I, who thinks this is cool, fun, and an exciting way to spend their time. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking away that there's an element of that, but you're really discounting how smart so many of these people are. Okay, and all I would encourage you to do is spend a little time in these forums, go into the Discord server, and you're not going to hear a bunch of bros just sloshing around. You're going to hear a bunch of really, really smart people talking about things in fundamental ways. Chamath, don't tell and me so, that yesterday AMC Entertainment was was uh, you know, know a five dollar stock, and today it's up 170 percent. That's I'm justified. Just, don't tell God, me that some of these names are justified I, to being where they are. God. It's one company in one moment of time. What I'm saying is you're... There's like 10 companies, sweeping. 15 companies, 20 companies. You're broadly sweeping with a broad brush that says these guys don't know what they're doing and they don't deserve to do what they are doing. And what I'm telling you is there is a small part of momentum, there is a part that's fundamental analysis, and then there's a part that's just sticking it to the man. I'm not taking you away from that. But the reality is it's all allowed in a free market. And all of a sudden, if you start the gate decisions by individual people, all you're going to do is systematically lock in institutional ways of making money for institutional clients. And I don't think that's the solution. If you want to go and address the solution, fix how risk-taking happens at the institutional level, fix the precondition, fix the ability for these stocks to be so massively shorted in the first place, change the business model of funds so that they're not forced to be these small net, highly levered funds change the leverage ratios. Those are all institutional decisions. But don't all of a sudden look at a short squeeze where money is being made by retail and all of a sudden say, hey, they could and may be the bag holder in the future, so let's make sure that they can never participate in the future. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say that. I didn't say they shouldn't be you able to participate. You're saying that. I'm that not saying the they shouldn't be able to participate. <laughs> I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to participate. You want to say, you're saying they should participate on your terms. No. On Wall Street's terms. No. In a way where they get the, when, no. when Wall Street can have the best of it, they can maybe participate on the side. But then when Wall Street gets the worst of it, they, their parents, no. their relatives will just come and bail them out. Not what I said. They, I'm glad that's, they're participating. That, that I'm glad the they're making a lot of money. I just that think it needs pattern? to come with a warning sign. There needs to be a hazard sign, all right? There needs to be a hazard sign. The hazard should be, hey, FYI, for example, why isn't there more... What fucking hazard? Every motherfucker who trades stocks knows that they can lose absolutely everything. Who the fuck doesn't know that? What the fuck is he talking about? It comes with a hazard sign. Dude, <laughs> everybody knows. Not one person who buys a stock doesn't know that that shit can't go to zero. Come on, man. Who are you fooling? Transparency in the reporting that hedge funds have to make. Every long position, every short position, and all the leverage they're taking every day. Why don't we do that? Then you would have a warning sign. You know why? Because people in retail would analyze that stuff so intricately, and we would know where the trip wires were, okay? The reason why GameStop happened, Scott, was not, again, because of a fundamental disagreement about valuation. It was because of portfolio construction arbitrage. Too much leverage, too much short selling, too many calls 
you know, or pardon me, too many put buying. All of that stuff contributed to this dynamic. That was an institutional dynamic that was created by institutional capital. So if you created transparency in reporting, that probably wouldn't have happened because a regulator would have said, hey, guys, uh, I'm not going to let you be short 140 percent of a company. That's not right. And then you know what would have happened? The squeeze would not have happened. Now, so if you want to fix it, I think you've got to go and ask for the same transparency because you can't all of a sudden have your cake and eat it too. Let's have hedge funds operate in the shadows, but let's then basically land bass Wall Street bets because they actually have the courage to write their stuff down publicly where anybody can see it. I mean, that uh, look, my point is that I'm not lambasting anybody, okay? I'm glad these people are making money. That, that's, the way it, that's the way it should be. That's the way Honestly, it should be. let's face it. No, no, you're not, okay? <laughs> and, you know, the person that was on before you, no, she's not. And that's the issue. It's like because the rules are changing underfoot, people don't like that. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be better That's regulation, okay, and there can't be tighter rules. I get all of that. But what I am saying is that you have to be cognizant that we are moving to a world, moving to a world where normal, ordinary folks have now access to all the same information as institutional organized capital. And they will come to many of the same conclusions, sometimes at the same time, oftentimes faster, and sometimes to the opposite conclusion. And sometimes at the same time, sometimes faster. Okay. You will see more volatility like this in the future. I want to see. Solution, hold on a second. The solution to this is more transparency on the institutional side, not less access and ability for retail. I want to see the white papers on, on all of these companies that. <laughs> I want to see the white papers. Sh shut the fuck up, Scott. You don't know a goddamn fuck. Sh shut the hell up. Dude, you just got fucking run over, and I, I want to see all the white papers, uh, 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 what they're uh, going to be investigating, because this doesn't make any sense to me. Dude, <laughs> do you think Tesla would even exist if people like you ran things? Do you think it'd even exist? For damn sure it wouldn't exist. Amazon would never exist if we were up to people like you and your fucking get regulators involved and shut this somebody's gonna get hurt shut the hell you don't know a goddamn thing thank god because this is what the free market is all about the free market is about individuals making choices on their own and not you controlling everything yeah <laughs> shamath i love you man that are flying and all of the deep fundamental research that suggests that all of these stocks, and there are way more than one, this is not one stock, one story, okay? There are a lot that For are judgment? fundamentally challenged in this environment, <laughs> right? I'm you, sorry, but, but how, for example, if we went back to Herbalife, were you supposed to adjudicate that and decide that one short thesis was better than one long thesis? Who are you to judge? No, that wasn't my job. Whose <laughs> job then? A regulator's job before they can put the trade on? What are you saying? That's not my job. Don't come here and tell me that you're <laughs> suggesting that all of these stocks are up because they're, they're fundamentally in that place. I'm saying you and, I, you and I both know that there's a massive distribution of reasons why people buy and sell securities. There's, there's some that are purely value-oriented about backward-looking discounted cash flows. Some other people all think about future cash flows, future product innovation, future margin construction. Other people think about momentum. And that is allowed. If you look at hedge funds, there are strategies for any which way you want to play. Some folks only short companies. Some folks only go long companies. Some folks write, you know, run a totally net neutral strategy. 
they all exist. And I think what you're seeing is a proliferation of that kind of diverse thinking and risk-taking in retail now. Because before, retail was largely known as long only. And now, for the first time, you're starting to see more sophistication in retail. And I think, again, I'm just predicting the breadcrumbs here, and it could, and it could be wrong, is that over time, retail sophistication will catch up to institutional sophistication, that the strategies that exist institutionally will exist on the retail side. And so my point in all of this is if you want to make the system better and healthier, force more transparency on the institutional side. Gary Gensler should get these guys to be just like what Kathy Wood does in ARC. It's so healthy for the ecosystem. What am I buying? What am I selling every day? What are my risk limits? Just make it transparent. And these kinds of dislocations may or may not happen in the future, but if it does, it'll be completely uh, transparent and you will see it coming. Right, and me, there's nothing wrong with that. Let, let me ask you this, because we've, we've, we've gone off because we've, we've, we've gone on for a while. At one point yesterday, went short GameStop. I don't know where he is now. John, are you, you still with me? This is great. John Najarian comes in, and this is awesome. Listen for the white paper uh, remarks. Yes, I am, Scott. You, I'm still with you. Are you still short? And you tweeted at Chamath yesterday something to the effect of, this is how it's done, <laughs> and then the stock just surged. Yeah, well, but... I know you'd find this hard to believe, Scott, but that's those spreads that I put on. I put on put spreads, and the reason for that, as you know, but I'll explain it to the viewers quickly, is that you are limited in any potential loss to what you paid for the spread. So I put on hundreds of thousands of dollars of positions, just like Chamath, but I then spread it against other short positions in puts, thus creating a position where I know for sure, Scott, if the stock is above 60 by April expiration, I lose $45,000. If, on the other hand, um, some sort of uh, rationality returns and that 136% short interest comes down and the stock comes down by April, if it's between, say, 60 and $30, I'll probably make two or 300000 So it was just, it was me saying to Chamath, here's a way to put on a bet against the squeeze that's going on here. Chamath did a fabulous job buying calls, trading out of those calls, and making a nice profit. And by the way, Chamath, I also donated to the Barstool Fund this morning before we came on air, even before I heard that you did. And any of the profits I make from this trade, if it's 60 or below, all of that is going to be going to the Barstool Fund um, over with uh, Dave Portnoy and the guys. I think that that's awesome. Can I say something? I, I, I just think, sure. like, this, this, this is the exact thing that I'm talking about. I don't think that, you know, John, you did a one-pager and a massive <laughs> DCF. I think you're a sophisticated investor who, through a lot of experience, mm -hmm. has figured out what you're good at. And, you know, in, and when you saw this opportunity, your spidey senses went off, and you yes, put a sir. trade on. And it's a momentum-driven trade. There is no difference, Scott, between John and, to be honest with you, most of the people on Wall Street bets. Nothing. Maybe the net worth. But I'm telling you, these kids are catching up fast because they know what they're doing, too. And the reason they know what they're doing is because of companies like Google and things like the Internet that just make every piece of information available. They give you access to compute resources. You could be a kid sitting at home writing models into Google Cloud that give you the same compute power as the best hedge fund, as the best investment bank. And this is what I'm trying to get across to you guys is we are leveling the playing field.
It is happening. And so there are a lot of people as compelling and as smart as John that you guys don't know about that are just behind a screen name. And I think that's okay. And I think we just have to embrace the fact that this is where we're going. Sure. I think we also need to be cognizant, though. And, and I you want to see one pager, by the way? Are you going to hold John's hand and make sure that, you know, you know before he crosses the street? Is that what you all no, want? No, to because John, no, no, because John. <laughs> Bro. Dude, Chamath, he's my new favorite dude, man. <laughs> he's my new favorite dude. Free market guy. Sees what's ahead. He sees it. Uh, it's not more regulation. It's less regulation. It's not confining information to a small group of people. It's everybody having access to information to make the best decisions for themselves. At the core, free market capitalism, guys, is great. And Chamath, whoo, love that dude, man.